Ready to explore the branches on your family tree? Join Abbott historian and genealogist Cherie Harper as she helps you begin your journey of finding out just where you came from. Brick Walls and Pitfalls starts now. Hello and welcome to Brick Walls and Pitfalls from the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. Today we're discussing context. And what I mean by that um, is, as I've kind of mentioned earlier in some of the episodes, for me, it's always been about not only knowing, you know, names and dates and where I come from and where they lived and what they did for a living. You know, all that stuff is kind of readily available for the most part. But I always have been interested in the why and the how and trying to get a better idea of, of what their lives were like, because that makes me feel like I understand how I got where I am. Um, you know, understanding about my my mom's childhood and then her mom's childhood and you keep going back from that and you get a kind of a picture of, of patterns and and an idea of who people were and I think sometimes that helps you understand how you are who you are and how you got to be how you are um, and that part's always been interesting for me I don't know if it's that way for everyone else but in uh, doing my research a lot of mine has involved finding context for the facts I find so basically I'll give you an example uh, of what I'm talking about. Um, part of my mom's family tree, well, lots of my mom's family tree has is, is been sort of a mystery, and I've had lots of brick walls myself. One particular part, um, my third great-grandfather, um, he shows up married to my third great-grandmother in 1860 in um, you know Cumberland County, Tennessee. Before that, I never could find him on a census, Um I had records from, I had his death record. I had Civil War pension records. Um, He's one I had mentioned earlier in another podcast where basically I have, you know, 20 pages of him, you know, in his own handwriting, ranting and raving at the pension board um, about wanting his pension. And all that information, though, unfortunately, um, didn't give me, still didn't really tell me anything about where he came from. He just, you know, his name was Benjamin Jones. He shows up married to... um, married to Polly in 1860 and before that I couldn't find him and so I you know I've dug for I don't know 10 years I guess um, trying to find him and so um, I finally did and it was through genetic genealogy which I will do a whole nother probably a two-part you know podcast on that but um, basically through through genetic genealogy I got the clue of you know we were all coming back to one ancestor um, that I had never heard of, someone named Anderson Jones. And when I got to looking at Anderson Jones, part of my hang-up had been that, um, you know, I couldn't figure out why, if Benjamin Jones is in Cumberland County in 1860, why are there other Joneses living around him? Where did everybody go? Um, it's really unusual. Um, back in this time period, families kind of tended to stay together. It's highly unusual that you find, and this may be one of the only ones I've ever found, honestly, in my family, where this random person is just here by themselves, and where did they come from? There's no other Joneses anywhere around that connect to him. And, and it was such a mystery and it drove me nuts for about 10 years. Um, but when I got this clue about the Anderson Jones, well, I tracked down information about that family. <clears throat> and basically um, what ended up happening was I found out that the reason they weren't on the censuses is because they left. Um, they left Tennessee and went to Arkansas in about 1858. And at that time, my third great-grandpa was old enough. He was about 18 years old, and he married a Polly in 1858. And my assumption is is that you know they wanted to go to Arkansas, and he didn't. Um, all the rest of the children went with Anderson Jones. Benjamin stayed. 
And so, um, you know, I couldn't, I would have never known that had I not got the genetic genealogy clue. But nonetheless, then, then the question was, why? Why would they have left um, and went to Arkansas and he stayed here? It just seems strange because it is kind of out of character for what typically happened back then. Um, when I got to looking around and, and back to the sidestepping we've talked about, I tracked down um, everything I could about his siblings after they left this area. And I finally came across, of all things, an obituary um, for one of his sisters that explained why they left. And basically, they floated down the river and um, they took all their belongings and floated down the river and were getting cheap land in Arkansas. And when you look that up in context, what it was is basically the state of Arkansas was offering um, cheap land to try and get people to settle what used to be swampland, trying to get people to settle out that way. Um, The government was offering it dirt cheap and... They were promising, you know, the most bountiful farmland you'd ever seen in your life and all that kind of stuff. And and um, so when I Googled and found that, then I used another tool that I use. Um, and so this is where it comes in talking about the tools you can use for context. Um, another website that I am um, a member on and that I pay for every month is newspapers.com. Um, there is so much information there that it will absolutely blow your mind. But basically I, what I wanted to see was, OK, um, so they're all from this land. What does that mean? And so when I started putting in searches for, you know, Arkansas land grants or Arkansas land for sale, you know, in the 1850s and 60s, you start seeing these newspaper ads pop up in the southeast where they were enticing people to come. And you can see why someone who was maybe, you know, a poor farmer and didn't have a lot of land, something like that. It's almost like the the land rush in you know, in the prairie. Basically, you can see where someone would look at that and go, hey. You know, that's a good deal. Like, I could really make something of myself in Arkansas. And so that was, you know, providing that context I'm talking about, getting an idea of, you know, not only finally figuring out that, for one thing, they left the air, but why? Why would they do that? You know, back in that time period, you're talking about wagons. You're talking about, you know, hundreds and hundreds of miles. That's a lot. It's, it's you know, a daunting thing to think about. And so, um, you know, finding the context for some of those decisions is interesting to me. Um, and I'm, I'm also... I'm also a self-professed history buff, so there's that. Um, but, you know, so some of the sites that I use are to help me provide context for things. Um, the most common one I use is the newspapers.com. Um, it's about 20 bucks a month, but for me it's worth it. Um, there's so many things I come across in my genealogy research that I just want to see if I can find out more about. And um, you don't always find it there, but there's a lot of things you find on that site that you wouldn't expect to find either. Um, a lot of my family is from rural areas, and so when I first joined for a free trial, I thought, well, I won't find much because, you know, they didn't live where there was a big city paper. Um, if they did something significant enough, they would end up in the big city paper. And so I do have some stories, you know, that I found about other parts of my family. Um, for instance, I have a second great-grandfather who was um, apparently accused of murder, and no one in my family had ever heard that ever. So um, found that in the paper because it was in the Nashville paper, even though we are in White County and that's where he was from. It was a big enough deal that it was in the the Nashville paper. And so, um, you know, that gives you a a little more insight, too. I I had found another article for him where he was a bootlegger and had been arrested for moonshining. So, you know, you put those two things together. I mean, it may not be a fair assumption, but you can kind of look at it and go, well, he was a little bit, you know, he was a little bit sketchy, maybe. You know, he wasn't always an upstanding citizen, maybe. Um, you know, and that's stuff that I had never heard and no one in my family knew about. And without that, uh, without newspapers, I wouldn't have found it. So it's newspapers.com. I'd encourage you to get a free trial of that and just, you know, poke around and see what you can find. Um, you can narrow it down by, you know, 
put in the person's name and then you can narrow it down by year ranges and narrow it down to states and things like that. Um, but that will help provide a lot of context, even if um, you're not looking for someone specific. Let's just say that you're you know, looking at different things they've done. You can go and look in a local paper and kind of see what the what was going on in the world at that time. Um, for someone like me, that stuff's really interesting. So, you know, you might want to check it out. You can get a free trial there. Um, also, Family Search um, is another website that has, you know, it's similar to Ancestry. It has a lot of things on it. Um, you know, that's another one with databases and lots of, you know, family stories and histories and things like that. So I would check that one out if you have time. This is Cherie Harper, and you're listening to Brick Walls and Pitfalls in the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. Henson Oakley Family Dentistry now features Zoom teeth whitening. You'll find them on West Jackson Street in Cookville, and today we are covering context. Another valuable search tool that kind of happened to me by accident in the beginning um, is actually going to Google. And you put in your search term, whatever it is, um, whether it be, you know, like in, I'll just give you an example, like Lowry, Tennessee, 1930, or whatever. Um, you know, if you're trying to find out something, if you'll go put that in, and then at the top of the page there, it gives you different things that you could be searching for, like images or shopping or whatever. There's one, if you pull down on one that says books, um, that is where I found a lot of information that I really would not have found otherwise. Um, basically, what it does is it searches every book ever written that's searchable and will pull up you know, any snippets that it finds. Now, sometimes when you do that, it will actually um, let you read the whole article. Sometimes it'll just show you a sentence. Um, you know, but it's usually enough to know if it's worth looking into any further. Um, once you have the source of where that came from, you can typically look and, um, you know, and try and find it online. You can find it on eBay, you can find it on Amazon, or you can look and see if it's some sort of reference type material that maybe your local library has or a local library that's, you know, from the area that you're researching might have. Um, most libraries do have genealogy rooms or genealogy sections where people have already done a lot of research. Um, a lot of your local libraries do have local papers that you can't find, you know, on uh, on newspapers.com or any of the other searchable databases. Um, but if you can, once you use Google and look for books and periodicals and you find a snippet, then you can always try and find a way to actually get the entire um, article or whatever it is. But there's been lots of times where I have come across something there that I would not have known existed otherwise. And so that's another search tool that you can use. Um and all of that, any sort of information you can get does provide that context that, you know, the color in your story, basically. Because as you're doing genealogy, you know, facts and names and, and dates and places, all that is facts and all that are, all those are facts and all those are things that you need. But, um, you know, I want the story. I want the color. I want the um, the fabric of, of who they are to come across somehow to get a better idea of who they were and how they got here. And, um, you know, those are some valuable tools that you can use uh, to do that. Um, also, just your basic, you know, knowing your basic history can do that. And so uh, as you're trying to build your story, if you're interested in more than just making a pretty tree, if you're interested in the story, um, there are lots of places you can look to find context for your ancestor and find, a, you know, a better idea of who they were. And I will try and post some links to that um, later on on my Facebook page, which is Insight Genealogy and Research. And hopefully that will help someone else, um, you know, move along and have a little easier time of getting to that information. 
Thank you for listening to Brick Walls and Pitfalls. Join us for our next episode as we discuss genetic genealogy, which is probably going to be a two-part series. Um, Just a reminder, you can catch up on all episodes of Brick Walls anytime in the Henson Oakley Podcast Center.